When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey ho, hey ho, it's the Sharp Tongue Podcast, live from the road. I am on the road. Yes, I am. Traveling. And boy, what an eventful event- adventure it's been. I'm here with Carlin, Chaplin, Bunny, my mom. I picked her up in St. Louis this morning. We drove from St. Louis to Nashville. Now we're at our Airbnb in Nashville. So much has occurred. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I feel like it's its own podcast. So much has happened in the past 12 hours that involves bees, wineries, carjackings, um, police, (laughs) wallets being lost. All of that has occurred in the past, I don't know, 16 hours. Needless to say... You got to improvise while you're on the road. That's one thing I will say for anyone out there who's, who's, who wants to travel, do a cross-country trip, especially as a woman alone. I don't think any woman should be allowed to travel without taking a defense course first. <laughs> Did I mention this is a Sharp Tongue podcast? I probably should mention that first. Shout out to our sponsors, Absolute Extracts. If you guys go to ease.com, and purchase any Absolute Extract product. Use code JESSIEMAY for 15% off your entire order. That's ease.com. We delivery made easy. I don't know if that's their slogan. I just made it theirs. It sounds like it's already somebody's slogan, so I might be stealing it from another weed delivery company, but Absolute Extract, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for the love. Shout out to Hakuna Supply. If you guys want my stash boxes, I've got grinders, rolling trays, half ounce, ounce jars with my face on them. I've got stash boxes. Uh, A portion of your sales will go towards the World Wildlife Foundation, towards uh, Absolute Extracts. (laughs) It'll go towards Alzheimer's Association, hakunasupply.com forward slash Jesse May. And if you use code Jesse May CBD, You can get 15% off your entire order there as well. They also sell CBD coffee. They sell CBD teas. I just finished my CBD coffee two days ago. It's delicious. I drink it myself. And their uh, CBD extract is delicious as well. I also use that. And um, where am I going to be performing? This week, I'm going to be in Charlotte. Actually, Raleigh. I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm going to be at the William Peace University on Thursday. DM me. I'm giving away a small amount of tickets to some super fans. September 6th, I will be at UNC in Charlotte, North Carolina. September 7th, I'll be at Lucy's Lounge in Pleasantville, New York. Um, And then I'll be at, uh, let's see, Albright College, I think September 11th, I believe. Uh, Sorry, September 10th, Tuesday, Albright College. That's in Reading, Pennsylvania. I'll also be at Scranton University September 12th, KC Improv September 19th, 
and University of Kansas, September 20th. I'll also be swinging around at the end of my world tour (laughs) to uh, Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott. That'll be on September 27th. So all the college gigs are just for college students. I am reserving a small amount of tickets for super fans. So if you guys, you can DM me or email me even better at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com for a chance to win tickets to come see me at one of my college gigs. And uh, as always, jessiemay.com for all things Jesse May. And please, I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes. I appreciate all of your words. And also, don't forget to send in your submissions for this bitch to have stories featured about people who drive you nuts. Could be family members. Kind of like my mom crinkling a bag right now in the kitchen. It could be about your boyfriend, your coworker, your boss, your best friend, your girlfriend, your cousin. Somebody who drives you nuts, who did you wrong. (laughs) Someone who drives you nuts and who did you wrong. I will give you advice on the podcast. Send me the, the story at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com. In the subject, put this bitch. <laughs> and I'll solve all of your problems. Because that's what I do. I'm a problem solver. Back to survival. The road is difficult. And I'm on the road by myself. But I highly recommend traveling with a pit bull. I have one. He doesn't necessarily... He's not necessarily the most aggressive dog, depending on which end you're facing. So if he's had a bunch of meat and cheeses, you're in danger. Okay? If he's hungry, you might be in danger. Okay? Look, I'm not going to tell you his temperament because that that's that's for me to know and for you know, rapists and attackers to find out. But I will tell you his asshole is dangerous. It is aggressive, it's violent. So I will use it if I feel threatened. That's that's what I'm saying. I will use his asshole for survival if I have to. And I think that's my right as a woman. It's it's just you know, as a woman in society, it's such a survival. Like, I feel like dudes don't really have to think about who's coming out from behind a dumpster at midnight. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. That's what happened to me last night. <laughs> I know it's not funny, but like, just the... The, the, the sequence of events that happened within the past 16 hours has been comical. It really feels like my mom and I are on our own Netflix movie and everything just, that keeps happening. I'm just like, what's going to happen next? Um, I, I, it, it starts with me watching this movie with Olivia Wilde, who I love, an independent movie called The Vigilante, which is about a woman who barely survives the abuse, physical and emotional abuse of her husband, gets away, and in turn uses her pain and her past to fuel her to help women who are in similar situations. And she's known as the vigilante and she just fucks dudes up who are physically abusing their women. And I'm not saying men don't get abused emotionally and physically. It's just a lot different. It's just a lot different because biologically dudes tend to be a little bit bigger. You guys are larger. Um, you, you have that advantage over us. We're smarter, but that's the balance. <laughs> Nature's balance. So men, you don't have to really worry about an attack or an attacker or 
you know, what lurks in the dark. Like literally women have boogeymen their whole lives. You dudes can grow out of it at eight or nine or 10, but women continue to have real life boogeymen that come out of the corners from around the dumpster, from behind a tree in broad daylight. It doesn't matter. Boogeymen do not, you know, they, they don't, <laughs> they don't care. They're not, they're not worried about if the light is out or if it's dark you know, they're an equal opportunity attacker. That's basically what it is. They're, they're not discriminating whether it's the sun is out or the moon is out. They don't give a fuck. And I feel like dudes are exempt from that experience. You guys don't have to worry about that. So I watched this movie that already made me freaked out, you know, about like dudes attacking women because there's a scene where she gets attacked in a parking lot. So I'm already on high alert. I will say that. I'm already on high alert. And... I go to this hotel. I drive from Kansas to St. Louis, which already is St. Louis. It's just, it's a unique place. It's, it's like no other, uh, the crime there is unique. The, the amount of crime, the frequency, the types, there's a lot of carjacking. There's a lot of street walkers and people on crack. It's an interesting city in that sense. You know, I lived in New York for over a decade, so I've seen a lot of different types of crime, especially accumulative within different neighborhoods and, you know, different socioeconomic statuses, like, you know, nice neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods, there's crime everywhere. But when you get into an area like St. Louis, it's, it's a unicorn. It's a fucking crime unicorn, man. It's, it's a hotbed. (laughs) Try the barbecue, lock your doors. (laughs) That should be St. Louis's slogan. Come for the barbecue, leave immediately after. So I get to the hotel already. There's like three dudes, random dudes, like vagrants walking around outside. It looked like a halfway house. Like the hotel was okay. No, it wasn't. It was an, it was an extended, extended stay America. Step up your game, extended stay America. Okay. in hotels tonight, step up your game. Forget about, you know, your bed rating and how many beds are in the bedroom and if they've got a gym or not. Let me know if a bitch is going to get attacked in the parking lot. Let me know the crime rate of the neighborhood, of the surrounding area. Okay, let me know survival tactics. <laughs> how, many, how many yards is a police station? How far will my cry carry? How, how far will my blood-curdling scream be heard? I need that radius. I don't give a fuck if they've got a hot tub. <laughs> Is it a hotbed of crime? That's all I want to know. So I pull up, and you know you get that gut feeling. I'm like, oh, man, this, this I, and you know, what, what good is a gut feeling? Like I should have listened to my gut. Sometimes I don't even listen to my gut and that's my own fault. First of all, second of all, I get in, it smells like mold, bad sign, bad sign hotels tonight. Where's the mold rating? So she goes to give me a key. She gives me a key and I go to use it in the door. It doesn't work. I come down to let her know. She comes up, tries it herself. She's just jamming the key in and out, in and out, in and out. Doesn't work. She goes down. This bitch goes down. Chantel, shout out to Chantel. Okay. I don't mean to call you a bitch. I mean it in the most endearing of terms. Just with all things considered, you were a sweetheart. If if you should ever find this podcast and hear your name, you were a delightful human being. All things considered, it was just a horrible circumstance. It wasn't your fault. She goes downstairs to get batteries because the lock on the door, on the hotel door didn't work. Just get your shit together, extended stay. 
Okay? The door lock should work. That's a basic human right. And she's up there fiddling with the batteries. I'm like, Chantel, I don't think this is our day. You know, I don't think this is the room. I think we should just accept the loss. Let's take the L and get another room. She's like, you're right. Gives me another room. I go to my room. I I put the bags that I had on me in the room. I go back through the front door to pull the car around to the side door because I got the the dogs. You know, I also am traveling with dogs. I I told Chantel I had one. She doesn't even know. She doesn't need to know all my secrets. You know, I also have to survive out in these streets. I can't walk in a hotel with three dogs. They're going to send me to the nut house. Like, here's a lady. She's she's (laughs) hoarding animals. She's got two ostriches. In an aardvark in our hotel. Uh, so I, I go around to the side, park the car. I drop my bags off. I bring the dogs in to the room. And this is where those little decisions can be the things that sort of save, save your life or at least deter you from having a horrible experience. So I drop my bags off in the room and I, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry and there's nothing in this hotel. So I decide to bring the dogs with me because I'm in a weird neighborhood to go get water and food. I didn't want to leave them in the hotel room. So I got Bunny and Chaplin in a bag, (laughs) dogs in a bag, and Carlin on the leash. I walk out of the side door. Here comes the clown from it, from around the dumpster. And he goes, hey, miss. Hey, nice dog. Can I pet your dog? And I was like, no, 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 no. I literally go, no, not today. Don't fuck with me. Not today. That's what I said to him. Like it was just some made for TV (laughs) lifetime network movie. Not today, not me, not now, not never. And he starts, he continues to walk after I say no. And all the, all the fluids in my body are released. I shart, I squirt, I, tears are shed. My sweat glands have excreted all the sweat. I'm parched and sweating at the same time. My, my heart rate shoots through the roof. I feel that stranger danger ticking in my stomach and I've got Carlin and this dude's coming towards me. I get Carlin in the car quick. I get into the car. I fumble and lock the door. Like every bitch fumbles in all these movies. We always fucking fumble. We need to learn how to control the fumble because the fumble's what gets you fucking killed. (laughs) So my mom and I were saying, you have to learn how to control the anxiety. You have to learn how to be calm in these moments. So I lock the door and he's still outside of my car like, miss, Miss, can I pet your dog? Almost like a fucking vampire. Like if I had said yes, he just would have magically allowed himself into the car. What, what, what dude? Here's a rule for survival. If a man whom you've previously haven't been acquainted with asks you to do anything after 8 p.m., it's murder or rape. <laughs> That's survival science. If any man comes up to you and asks, hey, do you want to see a photo? Hey, can I ask you a question? Hey, can you do me a favor? The answer to all of those questions is murder and rape. That's all you need to know to survive as a human, as a woman, as a, as a cold-blooded. Are we cold-blooded, mom? Are, we, are humans cold-blooded? We're warm. As a warm, she, Nancy's screaming at me from, as a warm-blooded creature, that's all you need to know to survive. Well, you will be cold-blooded if you answer those questions with anything else other than, you know, a rape whistle. Forget the whistle. Forget the rape whistles. We need rape swords. We need, we need machetes. We need rape Uzis. I've got a pocket knife. I don't know if I, you know, 
I'll do some damage if it's a dwarf. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'll do some fucking damage. <laughs> he came up to my car, asked to pet my dog, and I, I just peeled out. He continued to follow me as I backed my car out of, the, out of the parking lot. Continued to follow me like some sort of crackhead zombie, which I'm sure he was. He probably was going to do something terrible to me. But luckily... I kind of controlled the fumble. I had a pit bull, which maybe if I didn't have the pit bull, he wouldn't have asked to pet it. Maybe it was just a retarded dude from behind a trash can who wanted to pet the dog. I I don't know. It could have been somebody with some sort of mental retardation. I'm not sure. I'm not sticking around to find out because my mom used to babysit those kids and they even dry humped me. Remember Timmy, mom? Timmy used to dry hump me and it was not wanted, but I did it because I felt bad, you know? So there's a moral of the story. You have to survive in these streets as a woman, okay? Get your keys ready, get something sharp, and don't answer those questions. If any man asks you a question after 8 o'clock, the answer is fuck off. Not today, sir. And speaking of fucking off, look, so much stuff has happened in the past 12 hours. I'm going to save it for a whole podcast. I'll tell you about the police. I'll tell you about the bees and the winery and the wallet. All this stuff that happened will be a special podcast. It'll be on the next episode. I'll tell you more about the, the, the potential rapist. <laughs> but for now, speaking of you know having a pocket knife defending myself with a dwarf, uh, I would like to tell you guys about our guest this week, a continuation of the Just for Laughs Festival special where I was able to interview a bunch of my comedic friends that were out at the festival. You guys have heard Bonnie. Um, I was going to say Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> Not Bonnie Raitt, Bonnie McFarlane. We've had, um, who else have we had? We've had Alonzo Bowden. We've had Bobby Lee last week. Uh, we have Big J coming up. We had Dan Soder. So I'm, I'm very excited that I, I was able to sit down with one of my dear comedy friends who's also, I can now finally say, I couldn't say it on the podcast while we were recording because it wasn't public yet and it's his news to tell, but he is expecting a baby, which is so exciting. And he's just a wonderful person. He's hilarious. He's a little person with a big personality. And you guys will love him. I'm sure you know him. You've seen him on a bunch of stuff. It's comedy special, Daddy Issues. And he's been on everyone's TV show. And um, he tours all across the country. And I think uh, and beyond. Please enjoy the comedic stylings of Mr. Brad Williams. He wouldn't scare me outside of a dumpster. He's a gentleman. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Can you do the Taco Bell? And we're here. We're here. Oh, we're going? And we're going. So we should start off with me doing a racist voice, is yes. what, is, is what you you're that. saying? You do that, and then I'll read the first <laughs> note that Katie sent. 
on you to me. Oh, the so first you, note. Yeah, Jesus. She said, so you, you. Okay, you so <laughs> we have we we all right. We have Chaplin who was who was sitting in my uh, lap. Now, now he's, he's going bye bye. But it, I I like Chaplin sitting in my lap because <laughs> then it gave. Like, it made me feel bigger. You know what I mean? Like, having a chihuahua just in my lap, like, ah, this is what this is what it's like when people pet a normal bulldog, right? This is cool. I yeah. like this. This is a Doberman. It's cool. Yeah. It's nice. Dog. It's nice. And then I'm staring at your dog just, and I know it's so stereotypical, but I was just kept thinking of the Taco Bell dog, and our friend uh, Carlos Alzaraki does the voice of just, yo, yo quiero Taco Bell, you know, and just doing that. <laughs> Here, lizard, lizard, lizard. Oh my yeah. god, from back in the day. Yeah. Here, lizard, lizard, Yes. Lizard. Okay, so do you want the first note that Katie said? What? Now, for those who don't know, your producer, Katie, is also the producer of my and Adam Ray's podcast, the About yes. Last Night podcast. We share a producer. We share a producer. We are Eskimo brother and sister. We basically, we're, we're, in, we're like podcast incestual. Yeah. And so. I saw how good she was doing with you guys. I'm like, yo, I need this girl in my camp. Yeah. And so like to help We've because- all been inside her. <laughs> <laughs> She's been inside of our minds more yep. than anybody. Yep. And because we've we've had like a bunch of recordings today, I was like, you know, send me just some stuff just in case. Oh man. I need some. And so the, your first note. The first note from somebody I'm who real knows anxious. you. I'm really anxious. So about well, it okay. knows me and knows I know you. Okay. Your first note is uh, now it's titled Brad. Brad is the title of the note. It says Brad. Good title. Is a dwarf. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. What's wrong with you? That's her first. That was that was in between. That was for us. <laughs> that was in our private session. Oh well. All right. Well, I, I guess. Was like I thought, I told you that we don't like that kind on this show. I guess I have to take this podcast. This this, this is gonna be my apology tour podcast. <laughs> that, Let's that's start wrong now. With America, listen, it's guys, little people. I know. Back in the back in the day, I was when I was I, young I, and I, not I, a kid anymore. I was a dwarf. You, you were know, a dwarf back I then? was back, and I feel like I have to apologize now. Much like now, all like the politicians are coming out yes. being like. I can't. My my family owned slaves <laughs> three hundred years ago, so now I have to apologize because I was so instrumental in that happening. Uh, so yes, I have to apologize for being a dwarf. Uh, Can I say something and you tell me if it's inappropriate? <laughs> it will be, but yes. Dwarf babies are the cutest babies I've ever seen. Oh, that's not inappropriate. That's just a fact. That's just so, a fact. It's like right up there with babies with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> If you could have a dwarf Down syndrome baby who's also an amputee and Asian, oh, oh my god, and Asian. Well, but see, here's what you're gonna love is that my is that my wife is Chinese <laughs> and we're trying to have a kid, so we could have an Asian dwarf baby. I would love to babysit. Yeah, I really would. We would not. Uh, <laughs> we, would, we would like. Good, good, we good would point. like. We would like the kid to live. <laughs> good point. I want the kid. I would probably get high and eat your snacks and forget yeah. watching something that's alive. Yeah, I want to. I, I want our future child to see its fifth birthday. So, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do. You know, uh, watch him. Uh, watch him go to high school. Right, buy him a car. That's not gonna happen if you babysit. No. No, it's good that you know that. You're not even related to me. My sister, like, she let me babysit, but there was like three other people, like three other adults there. See, that almost babysitting. No, see, that almost makes me more worried is when there's multiple babysitters. Be because then everyone just assumes someone else is watching the kid. That's yo. 
I've had times. That's what happens. That's when kids go missing. Yeah. I've had times where I go over to uh, my sister's house, who has two lovely children, and uh, her, like, her, and her, her and her husband invite me and my wife over, and then like one other couple. And then we're all sitting around talking, and, and then we have that moment where we're like, wait, who's watching? Yeah, wait, where's, where? where's the kid? Oh, no. <laughs> and you hear silence, and you're just like, oh, God, oh, oh, no. This is not. This is not gonna go well. That's and then, what happened. Yeah, and then and then you, and then you, and then you just walk in and like the kid, like one kid is like smearing shit on the face <laughs> of the other, going, "I'm Picasso." You're like, excellent art history reference. But I we think I, I I think we need showers and shots. Pink eyes are in our future. Yeah, Shou- showers and shots. That's gonna that's, be that's your special. That's gonna be like that. That's gonna be my parenting style. Just showers, Sh- and showers and shots all and day. Shots are inoculations and also alcohol. For yeah, you. A- absolutely. You guys Both. Are trying to have children. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, we're gonna have some kids. That they're gonna be adorable. Oh, they're gonna be so cute. Are you prepared? Like, have you done any reading? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> don't you think that's crazy that people Listen. don't study to be a parent? No. And here's the thing. So, so someone asked me, like, do, do, you, do you think your wife is gonna be a good mother? I'm like, she's taking care of me yeah. drunk. That's pretty. You, you you watch a dwarf who's drunk. That's pretty much like being a mom. You know, it's like a drunk toddler wandering around, putting his hands on things he shouldn't touch, falling, falling. Same thing. Crapping his pants. Yeah, same thing. Oh, I've done all those in the last that is two hilarious. weeks. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, she, she, she's gonna be great. No, it, it's it, it was important to me to find uh, to when 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 I asked my wife to be my wife. It was important to find someone who I know could be good with kids because we're comics. We're yes. we're, we're we're gone, and we're we have to be selfish to keep the career going. Yes, and we have to keep touring. Take the gigs. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I she's like, so you're gonna be around a lot for the. Ki-? I'm like, no, because no, see this roof. Someone's got to pay for that I shit. I have to leave for them to put the roof on. Yeah, you see, you see. Oh man, the light switch the lights just on. went on. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I took that gig. Yeah, it happens. You know, so uh, I, I've got to do that, and I I could not be with a woman who, when I'm on the road making the money, I can't be with a woman who's back home just like, what do I do? Like I can't, I can't have <laughs> that like, phone I don't call. Know. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I wrote two dick jokes yesterday. Why? Why, why <laughs> are you look? Yeah. Why are you looking at me for parental advice? No, I'm. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be like fun dad. Oh, you're going to be a great dad. She's going to be like uh, the the dictator Asian mom who who's just like we don't accept B pluses in this house. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, a perfect blend though. Yeah, the discipline and the fun. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What yeah. It's all about like having that perfect blend of like my we mom all, was a disciplinarian, yeah. and my dad was the fun. Yeah, so yeah. you always knew like you you knew like all right, we want we want to go out to the movies. We're not gonna ask mom. No, she'll your go to answer I'm is no. At mom's house, but yeah. at dad's house, killing it, chilling. I love how you're just assuming that me and my wife are going to divorce now. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the kids. Well, that's my perspective. Oh, okay. I, I was my like, my parents were separated. You yeah, guys will be fine. Yeah, I'm like, well, the kid's going to ruin the marriage. Obviously, <laughs> like, we won't tell. You guys won't last. We won't tell the we child know, that. We know it won't last. I I had this moment on stage the other night at the comedy store where uh, <laughs> I do this bit where um, uh, I I love to hear how you met stories. So I ask couples in the audience how how they met. Yeah. And then I do a little uh, do a little commentary on it. And I looked at this couple like, "Hey, you guys dating? Married? They got married? Uh, how, how long?" And they had they 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 got married like a week before my wife and I had. So I just looked at them, and then in this most honest moment, <laughs> I, I I just went, you know, statistically, 
either you're not going to make it or my, <laughs> me and my wife aren't going to make it. Like, this is going to happen. Like, yeah, one of fact. Yeah, this is a fact. One of us is not making it. <laughs> and one and a half of us won't make yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like 64%. Yeah. And then, so like, when, and, then when, and then when I said that, there was this moment where the woman immediately, this is... The woman immediately looked at the husband like he had like he had done something oh, wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's obviously going to be us, and and it's because you're cheating on me, you asshole. Like, I'm like, all right, well, so I just broke up a marriage. And in that uh, moment, did you go, yes? Yeah, like, we're not make, me, babe. We're gonna make it. Not me. <laughs> See, that's my goal is I have to break up all these couples because then statistically, I'm gonna make off it. The hook. We were having we were having a little argument the other night, my uh, my wife and I, and she said something along the lines like, "Who is delightful, like, by the way?" She she is. I I say that, but of course, uh, of course, it's funny. Like I was describing the argument to uh, a mutual friend we have, uh, Justin Martindale, and oh, then I love that he, like he like he immediately told me he's like, "If you leave your, w- I will fight you," because yes. like he loves her. Everyone loves. She's her. so great. She's so, good for you. She's a very grounding yes, force. She's wonderful. So yeah. we're, so we're having a fight and. At one point in the fight, she goes like, "I've seen you destroy hecklers and like make people question their will to live." She's like, "Why? Like when you fight, you're always like holding back. Like you never With come her? at me. yeah. Like you never come at me." I'm like, "Yeah, because I love you. Because I love you. And if I and if I destroy a heckler." No, nothing bad happens to me. If I destroy you in a fight, I lose half my shit. There's something. <laughs> also, your dignity. Yeah, so, like, my, destroying my, uh, your woman. Yeah. Oh my God, it's and, like, not gonna be gonna, good. Like, so you're to treat your wife in an argument like a you treat a heckler. Yeah. No. How have you dealt with hecklers? Like, oh, I've sent them lines? away crying. <laughs> it's, it's, Do you have any go-to like stop oh, lines? Oh well, like uh, I don't know if I have lines, but my my definite technique is I ask the heckler questions because they're they're eventually gonna say something that's just. It's completely stupid. They bury themselves. Yeah, and then and then you jump all over them. Yep. So that's so that's my general that, that's my general technique. Um, what about dealing with then, your wife when you're arguing with your wife? How do you handle that? Uh, do you I ask her I I lay down. I get into the fetal the <laughs> fetal position and, and I and I just say verbally rape me. That is that is how I deal with fights <laughs> your, with my your wife. Marriage is gonna last. She's a psychologist. She's also a fourth degree black belt in ta- in taekwondo. There's no way it I could does. win at anything, dude. You like so to be I just beat up. don't. She beats you up. Like like med- mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. I I'm I get cuckolded by thoughts. Cuck- great <laughs> word. That's the first time that word has ever been really? said on this podcast. Oh, uh, that's cuckolded. Yeah, cuckolded by thoughts. What? There's a there's a special <laughs> title. That's a great special title. Every time there's a comedian on here, they create their own special oh, title. Cuckolded by thoughts. That's mine. Do you want to know Katie's second? bit of note on you her second Second, note second brad note this will be delightful um i'm gonna read the whole thing because she took time all right started comedy because he went to a carlos mencia show and carlos was making fun of dwarves yep and then brought brad on brad on stage and brad made some jokes so mencia brought him on the road as his opening act yes that's fucking insane that's that's true story i was not i was i was 19 years old uh i went to the it it, it was father's day was this pre-rogan or Pre-Rogan. Okay. Yeah, pre-Rogan, about three years pre-Rogan. So you didn't know the depths of the Carlos no. Mencia mania? No. Got it. Nothing. Uh, I, I went, I was 19, so that's 15 years ago, Father's Day of 2000, and would that be four or six? Oh, I don't know. Terrible I at math. Forget. I don't even know what month it is. I forget. What's 2019 minus 15? Someone do that math. 2004? Yeah! That's why we got Katie! Yeah! <laughs> Someone without a mic. Uh, so Father's Day... <laughs> Father's Day 2004, and I'm in the audience. I bring my dad to the show, 
and uh, Mencia starts making midget jokes, and the audience that is sitting around me oh, is not laughing at all because they're just like. <laughs> And what are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm cracking up. You are? They're great jokes. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, and Mencia notices that and he goes, you guys aren't laughing. He goes, is one of them here? One of them here. And I just raised my hand like, what's up? (laughs) And he called me up on stage. He started asking me questions and I answered them. And my answers got laughs from the audience. And it was at that moment where I just looked at him. I was like, I'm going to be a comedian just so you know. Like, Did like, you know prior to nope. going on that stage? Nope. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a comic. And he goes, all right. So fast forward. Like, that's an abbreviated version of the story. Fast forward to a year and a half later. God damn it, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> fast forward to a, to a year and a half later. Uh, I go to a show. I've been doing stand-up now for a year and a half. Um, he sees me before the show. And he goes, hey, you're that guy from like a while back. He goes, didn't you say you were going to be a comic? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, did you ever start doing it? I go, yeah, I've been doing it for a year and a half. And he goes, oh, do you want to open up my show tonight? And I go, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so oh, yes, please. I go on stage. I do between three and four minutes. That's a guest spot. And when I got off stage, uh, uh, Mencia goes, all right, do you want to be my new opening act? And the next weekend, I was doing Bakersfield at the Fox Theater to twelve hundred people. Like Holy that, was, yeah, that was that was my initiation into comedy. And it's at that insane. point with Mencia, was there chatter about him being a joke thief? Then nope, not How not many years, not that I had heard. Uh, but I was brand new in the business. That was like two thousand nine, I think, around yeah. the time that well, that and, thing happened. And and here's what I'll say because obviously it, it's not it's. <laughs> I, I, wow, I, I was about to relate Mincy to Cosby. That would that, 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 that have been go, horrible. Go with it. Go with well, it. All I'm saying is that like now it's this thing where like whenever you talk about Cosby, even if you're talking about the stand-up that's fantastic, you have to stop and go. But raping's wrong. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like you, can't <laughs> we just? Well, you have to compartmentalize that. Yes. Because he did. There was a time before we knew what he was doing. Yes. I mean, a lot of children were raised by Cosby. Yes. Essentially, because of that show was so influential. Yes. So not so. You, but then when you have, but, but then when you talk Same about thing with Carlos. it, yeah. yeah You'll be like, yeah. And so I say, like, there's shades of gray to people. Uh, I'm not going to change any minds about uh, what they feel about Car- about Carlos Mencia, but I will say this. The story I just told is true. He, he brought me on the road as a guy from the audience. Uh, I was his opening act for four years. He put me a, he gave me a job on Mind of Mencia on Comedy wow. Central. When I was on the road with him, he'd pay for the hotel, he'd pay for the flight, he'd pay for clothes, he'd pay he for took, food. Wow, dude. Like everything. I would not expect that. Just everything. Just basing it off of that one thing. Exactly. So with people, I always say they're shades of gray. It's okay for you to feel about someone the way you feel because of a certain incident. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that other incidents that are good don't also exist. Right. Like it's like the one incident, I see how you're like comparing, because like obviously the Cosby thing was... The worst. The worst. <laughs> if you had, if you had, if you had to choose, you know, does your daughter, who's a comedian, spend a night with uh, uh, Carlos Mencia, Louis C.K., or Bill Cosby? Yeah. There's a hierarchy. Yeah. If I could choose between Mencia stealing a joke from me or yeah. Cosby stealing my <laughs> consciousness, <laughs> I just peed a little bit. <laughs> if you could make the choice. You would want to hang out with Cosby because your because your act is very good. I'm exhausted. Very good. I wouldn't mind taking a nap. It's you know? so good. I'm, I'm yeah. Busy. I wouldn't mind just a little. And oh out. my god, yeah. that that I can qu- write new jokes. That qua- that quaalude sleep. <laughs> oh, it's good sleep. You wake up refreshed. Refreshed. Little, I don't need under eye makeup. No, you got a little come on your toes, god, but whatever. Nothing makes you look more refreshed <laughs> than a Cosby nap. <laughs> come on your toes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Will Cosby come on your toes? Yeah. It well, tastes like pudding. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. When you come, my toes on the toes. <laughs> I don't come on the face. You might get blind in the eye. You might get the uh, pregnant. <laughs> but did you come on the toes? Katie's dying on the bed right that's now. That's the thing. is That's not even a good Cosby impression, but his voice is so absurd, it just works. Like, save your tweets. Don't be like, that was a horrible Cosby impression. I know. I do one good impression, and it's of someone no one knows who's outside the comedy business. I do a great Barry Katz impression, but no one knows who that do is. Do it, do it. Barry Katz is my manager. <laughs> He's undeniable, man. Jessamine hey. Peluso. <laughs> This podcast is fantastic. It's so good. Let me tell you about my podcast called <laughs> Industry Standard. We just had Kenya Barris on. <laughs> Kenya Barris. He's got that show Blackish. I'm a tall Jewish man. Am I a racist for saying Blackish? I feel like my voice has Down syndrome. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh that's the God. best impression I do, and no one like I, I keep. And I know it. He and, and he's my manager, so I I tell him like Barry. Barry yeah, I'm like Barry. So could funny. you get more famous, please? I know. I need this yeah, voice. You need people to understand. I'm gonna crush. Like Bobby I'm gonna McFarlane be. Barlin was talking about him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> no, because what Bonnie, what you and Rich have <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> one really talented person, but both comedians. I won't say which one. It's, he's a class act. It's Bonnie. We Bonnie, all know Barry she. Katz. <laughs> I like also Barry Katz. He's in that three group people that you three people that you should know if you do comedy. Barry oh, yeah. Katz, yep. Jeffrey Gurian, yeah, and and uh, Je- what was the other one from the last podcast? It was like um, is, is is it a manager? Uh, no, it's uh oh Roger Paul. Do you know Roger? Wow. <laughs> All insider names, but these are wow. Like, yeah. That's a reference. Wouldn't you agree? Like those three people that sort of represent yeah. obscure. Yeah, you know. If you know all those people, you're you're, you're good. Your, your career's doing all right. Yeah, your career's doing all right. Don't worry, I'll get you booked everywhere, <laughs> man. It's gonna be amazing. Are you excited? Do you have uh, your own show? Like, what are the yeah. shows that you're doing here? Uh, I'm doing uh, my own show at uh, in a strip club. That's fun. Oh yeah, uh, Cafe Cleopatra, which is <laughs> which that's where Ari did his show. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jay, Jay had a show there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He does a what? Uh, he does what's your fucking deal there? Yep, the crowd work show. Crowd work show, amazing, undeniable. And uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing that. No one's gonna get it. <laughs> uh, right. But like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then I'm on the Jim Jeffries Gala. Ooh, that'll be fun. So I saw that. Yeah, that's uh, Explain those. What the gala is to those who may have not been to the festival. Gala shows it just for laughs. It's at this theater here that holds three thousand people. They film all of them. They they put them on the the Canadian Comedy Channel, and they're just you 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 pick one like re, like really famous celebrity comic, and it's like so this year there's like the Hassan Minaj Gala, there's right. the Jim Jeffries Gala, Kevin there's Hart, yeah Kevin yeah, Hart, yeah yeah like Wanda pe- Sykes yeah pe- people get galas and then they put like five or six comedians on on each one of their shows. Uh, last year, <laughs> last year I, I did the Jeff Dunham Gala, and one of my favorite moments, maybe my career happened, so. <laughs> Jeff doesn't know who I am, even though he's met me three times before. Uh, oh, so God. I, how do you? I mean, meeting you once should be enough. You think? But he <laughs> he also hangs out with puppets. So very similar exactly, size. But I still very feel similar size because of that. He should even recognize you. So yeah, much yeah, more. yeah. Oh, the guy who's like my puppets. Yeah, uh, the guy who looks like somebody I work with. Yeah. So <laughs> he 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 looks like young Walter. Uh, <laughs> 
It's Haven't sad. I had my hand up his ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad, it's sad because Walter looks like my father, so that's really weird for me to that's say. That's weird. Um, so uh, I'm doing the gala. I do my set. Uh, I go off stage. Um, uh, Jeff calls me back on stage, and, and, he, and he goes like, because he goes, I've, he goes, oh my god, like that was that was great. I, can I just take a selfie with you? And I go, huh? Like we're in the middle of a show. They're taping. He's like, I don't care. So he, he brings a like. He, he, and then he brings his box where he sit, he, he he sits the puppets. Right. He uh, brings that. And he goes here. Get, get 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 on this, so we'll be even level. And and I go, oh no, I'm gonna get on that, but we're gonna have some fun. Yeah. So I hop on and I go, Jeff, you stay in there. He and put your hand on my back, and then I start. <laughs> Did the moving. audience lose their mind? They lost their fucking mind, and then I started like he and I started improving together. Right. It was so much fun. At, <laughs> At one point, he stops and just starts laughing and goes like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. And I go, no, Jeff, I saw your second special. Ah! And I hope they left that in. Um, <laughs> and to his credit, he laughed like hell. It was a great <laughs> moment. And then we took a photo of me like acting like his dummy. And it's one of my favorite photos that's ever. Hol- I was hoping that that's where the story was going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was going with... And then he and then and, and then he brought me back to he, <laughs> his dressing room and was like, "Now I'm going to treat you like my actual puppet." And then bad thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh God, what did he do? Yeah, but that was <laughs> so petting you. Yeah, so those are the gala shows. And then also, I just got added to a roast battle, so I'm going to be roasting people. I don't know who I'm roasting yet. They I wish... asked me to, and I'm like, I'm too scared. You're too scared. I'm scared. I'm not what, a roaster. But what do you have about you that people can make it's fun of? It's not even that. I'm not good at roasting. Okay, I, I, like, I'm not. That's... So. You, so you could take the joke. That's yeah, fine. totally. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if I guess I would go on the show if the person could roast me, and then I also could roast myself. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and see they who, roast you. You roast you. Wouldn't that be a fun version? God, like that, who roasted me better? Yeah, who? Yeah, you just find comics with the worst <laughs> self esteem. Yeah, it's like, oh no, you don't get the fire back. You just get the fire back yeah, about no, yourself. I'm, I'm going, I'm, these are going right back at me. Yeah, I yeah. just don't have that. I'm not like I've judged it at the comedy store a bunch. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. Fun with that. That's fun because it, you know, there's like that communal thing with the judges. Right, all right, just right. Like work off of each other, but I'm not. I don't have that skill. I don't have those quick zingers. It's, yeah, it, it, it's a different skill, and that's why I want to do it. Yeah, you'd be great at sca- it. Yeah, I've, I've done it twice. Uh, Only twice? Yeah, once against a Canadian comic named uh, K. Trevor Wilson, who looks like if the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the and the Brawny Man had a baby. Oh, uh, single? Very, that's hot. <laughs> strong and fluffy? Oh, yeah. Very, oh, very strong. Very, yeah. very fluffy. Very and big. Sweet? Very big red beard. Very sweet. Thick knuckles and sweet. That's my prerequisite. <laughs> Thick knuckles and sweet. That's a great, that's a great special title. <laughs> Thick knuckles and sweet. Or it sounds like the worst Starbucks order ever. <laughs> of, of a grande uh, frappuccino, thick knuckles. thick knuckles and sweet. What? <laughs> How do you take your coffee? It's foam. It's thick, foam. thick knuckles and sweet. <laughs> what does that mean? There's two. There's two walnuts in it. Come yeah, on. Come on. You know exactly. Pull there's your head out of your texture. ass. There's texture. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And then uh, did him and uh, Kurt Metzger. And then that was a lot of fun. Oh, that must have been you and Kurt against each other. Yeah. Did you destroy him? I I won that one. Yeah. I lost to K. Trevor. I won. I won against Kurt. Kurt's one of those guys that could be good at it because he just doesn't give a fuck about. Saying something about somebody. Obviously, Google him. You'll yeah. find out he does he not give two shits. Your feelings? What feelings? Yeah, but all. But also, I was like, I, I was actually kind of, I was actually kind of disappointed because he just went after 
like my height and I go, I got so much more. Yeah. You know, like I like I, I opened for Mencia. Like I got an Asian <laughs> wife. We met on a threesome app. I like come right. come on. Do some work. There's a, there's some stuff that you could pull up yeah. there. Come on. I got uh. a I got a dog that's the size of a horse. Like, like, Do you? I've got a 70-pound pit bull. It's the size of a horse to me. Do like, you walk him? Yeah. It's the greatest. He must be the ultimate alpha. Oh, my God. People just, people like, people that's watch me walking a pit bull like that cowboy that goes into town and then tames the one wild horse that like no one could, you know what I mean? He just like walks up like... And he starts I'm like starts petting Redford. him. Yeah, yeah. And he just like starts petting him. Like, Easy boy. Easy boy. He's making all those weird noises. Yeah, yeah. And and Is he and, and then him you with breath. And then you say like some poetic thing that makes sense, but yet doesn't. Like this, this one's got a lot of thunder in his heart. Like what? <laughs> the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> but you just say it with such confidence. I'm like he does. He does have a lot of thunder in his I heart. Can feel, I can smell yeah. the thunder. He does. There's a lot of energy in that animal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, if, our, imagining somebody who can't control a chihuahua. Like these people who have these unruly, like women who have like just chihuahuas that are complete assholes, and then seeing you walking calmly down the street yeah. with a pit bull. And he's trained too. It's he's like, great. It's you, bitch. Yeah. You're the fucking yeah. problem. It, it, yeah. It's you. It's, it's you. Never not you. I, I love that. <laughs> that and, and that now. This may be my ego talking, which means it is. Uh, but <laughs> have you? Do you get a secret pleasure out of like if a comic comes off stage and goes, "That fucking crowd, man! No one's gonna get no. The crowd's shit. That crowd is shit." And then you go on stage and ha- and have a good set. Does I, that? Does that make? Because that makes me really happy. It, when you that know, happens. I don't know if it's pleasure is the right word for me, but it makes me feel like uh, validated. Yeah, and, there you go. And that like. You know, there is some control to it. Th- there's, yeah. there's, there's rhyme to the reason. Yeah, you figured it out. You're good. You figured it out. And, like, you know, I was talking about this with Bonnie McFarlane. Like, sometimes it is the room. Sometimes it's a quiet room or whatever. But yeah. most often, more yeah. often than not, it's the energy you bring. Yeah. I used to think it was the crowd sometimes. And I did a show in L.A. And it, it was me and, like, two other comics that are really good comedians. And we all had bad sets. And we're like, this this fucking room. And then Ian Bag goes on stage and, destroys. and fucking destroys. And at that moment, I was like, "All right, it's me, it's me." It's me. There but is it's also like, like a consecutive energy that yeah. sort of. And know, there's there's definitely harder rooms than oh, others. Sure. There's more difficult rooms, but and, and that's the thing that always uh, drives me nuts as a comic is like if I have a bad set. I know there's a way I could have had yes, a good set. Always, always. There's, like there's there's some like you're playing some puzzle game yes. and, and you're like this puzzle is impossible. No, 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 it is. It is possible. It's possible. Yes. You may have to think. You may have to tinker. You may have to move some shit around that you didn't think you you should. But there is a way to get there's that. There's a way audience. to get an audience, and it's a lot of it. It's just sort of like animal human relationship or human human relationship where it's about that initial energy yeah walking to the microphone yeah like just Confident. what your body language is your eye contact they sort of figure it out start within t- those moments start taming it like my dog yeah. easy audience easy. there's a lot of thunder in the heart of this audience <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean what does he's that mean? petting the woman in the front row yeah why is he doing that why is he scratching that man's jaw yeah start start, start feeding the audience sugar cubes and now he, now, now he likes this and then you just slowly get up on, it, on their back. That's really what it is. It's like you're mounting a, a wild audience every you're time. You're mounting a wild Yeah, come to my show, audience. I'll mount you. <laughs> I feel like that's a Brian Callen line. 
and then and, and, and then I mounted the wild audience and, and some I kind of and I got in and there like and I was just like easy boy. Oh, <laughs> Brian Callen is always on. When does he sleep? It, 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 I remember the first time I saw Brian Callen and he came off stage and I go. You realize that nobody could steal your act, right? No one can. Like I can do, I can say the exact words that you just said that 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 murdered. It's his intonation. It wouldn't have done no, shit. No, it's how it's literally. He is so much. His personality is so woven into his words. Yeah. Well, he's because he's also a performer. Let me tell you about Brian <laughs> Callen. I almost said Byron Allen. I know. I was like Byron Allen. Let I'll me tell you tomorrow. about the guy that owns the Weather Channel. <laughs> People say it's hard for a black man to get a break in this country. A black man owns the weather. <laughs> he does. He does own the weather. That's wild. That's, that, Have you that's done proof. Comics Unleashed? I, I did. I don't think I don't think what I, was that like, dude. Oh my god. Is it's, it just the way everybody says where it's I mean, obviously yeah. he's laying up all your jokes. There's yeah. Conversation. He he just turns to you and said, So you had an interesting experience in the woods? And you're like, yes, I did. And then you yeah. just go right in your bit. And then that happens. Then he turns to John Lovitz, who's on that side, and goes, so wagons freak you out. And then and you're just like, all right, let, let me tell you about wagons. And he just goes into it. That that, that was a weird Lovitz. Hold on. I, no, I'll get it. it. Let me all right, tell so, you. Yeah. It's like, he goes up. Brad Williams. <laughs> I have to say my name because I have an ego. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. Do you do any impressions in your set? I used to do this a Trump. Is delightful. I used to I've do a Trump. I've never seen you do these. But then, uh, I don't know. Do a Trump. Uh, best podcast. <laughs> Trust me, podcast. Sharp tongue. Sharp tongue. Let me, let me tell you who says a sharp tongue. Ivanka. <laughs> Ivanka. Very sharp tongue. I felt it. I felt it. I felt it in certain crevices of my body. Um, yeah. <laughs> But like me doing a Trump, I'm doing an amalgamation of Dana Carvey's Trump right. and Kyle Dunnigan's Trump. Right, right, right. Uh, Kyle Dunnigan is such a delight on Instagram. Uh, he is such he's a the damn best. delight. I didn't know, like, see, I see, and that's one of the reasons why I don't really do too many impressions of my act because I don't do, I can't figure it out. I need someone else to do it, and I go, oh. That's how you do that impression. That's interesting. All, you, don't, you don't get it from the source. You, you, yeah. You see somebody's impression yeah. of an impression. All my impressions are just like my Barry Katz is an updated Jay Moore. Jay, Jay, Jay yeah, Moore Jay does Moore, that one. Yep. Then there's a radio guy out in Los Angeles. His name is Ralph Garman. Um, he was on the Kevin and Bean show. A lot, a lot of my impressions are just impressions of his impressions. <laughs> like uh, he does an old movie star. He, uh, uh, if you don't know his he, his, his name is Ed Wynn. He was in the original Ma Mary Poppins. And oh my goodness, he talks like this the whole time. I'm in Montreal, don't you know? It's like, like a serial killer. Yeah, he, he might have been. not somebody I want uh, to leave my child alone. Yeah, with. so like that's someone that like I'm just doing Ralph Garman's version of Ed Wynn. So like every impression I do is just someone else's But I feel version. like if you can do somebody else's version. I can. I, maybe it's I just because to, they find those key parts. Yeah. That make up that person. Yeah, that's they, why you're able find, to do it. Yeah, they 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 find the verbal ticks. Like if you do a Charles Barkley, I'm doing Frank Caliendo's Barkley because he taught us that Charles goes terrible. And like and that and that's all you got. Oh my god. Oh oh my. So Shaq man, he a knucklehead and like he wants to shoot free throws. He terrible. <laughs> like that's Caliendo's Barkley. That's not my Barkley. That's Caliendo's Barkley. <laughs> my version of it. So like you find the little things, those little ticks, and then you go, Oh, that's how you do it. Do you have an impression of Stamos? 
<laughs> this is the only reason why you have know, me on the podcast, I know, right? I know you got his number. Oh, I do. I do have his number. <laughs> if it, you won't share it. No. Nope. Sharing is caring, Brad. Uh, not in this case. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you have him in a secret. I, I do care, but I care about John's safety. Yes. So that's why I haven't given you. Are you saying I'm going to attack you, John? Are you saying I'm going to attack John? I'm Katie just saying would before I would. I'm just saying that if we saw a news story where like crazed naked fan is found nude in in John Stamos's bed, you would you would be in my first three guesses. Really? Would Katie be number two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, Stamos. I I don't have an impression of him, but um, he's so. Is he, have you had him on ALN yet? He's he's our white whale. Are he, you white whale? Is our Moby Come Dick? On, Stamos. We're trying so hard to they get him want on. You. Get on the podcast. Yeah, we want we want him to come on just because. A, we want him to confirm two things. We want Tell me. we want him to confirm that yes, he is afraid of little people, but he's not. But I but he's not afraid that. of me. Yeah, uh, and he is. He, he is, said that. Yeah, he's afraid. He's afraid of little people. Um, Wasn't it Don Rickles' event? Where where was? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at Don Rickles' birthday. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah. No. It was Fry, uh, Rickles was there. Right, right, right. It was. I think I told the story in the last podcast where uh, no, it was Bob Saget's charity for scleroderma. Yes, 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 yes. Don Rickles was there, and uh, Stamos grabbed me, ran, grabbed me by the hand, ran me in front of Don Rickles, and went, "See, I'm good now." You know, just like <laughs> so. And that's how you met him. I mean, no, I met Stamos. This is a joke in my how act. Did you but meet Stamos? I met Stamos Fuck. backstage at the Kevin and Bean April Foolishness. Bob Saget was going on, uh, and Saget brought Stamos because they're they're, they're, they're butt a, buddies, they're actual butt buddies, they're best buddies, they're legit butt buddies. They platonically they snuggle all the time, penetrate each other. <laughs> um, this is a fun word. Anyway, it's a great word. So uh, Cuckold, they cockholded each yeah, other. Yeah, and uh, Saget comes up to me, and I had never met Saget before at that point, and he comes up to me and goes, "Brad, you have to meet John," and I'm like. Uh, sure, obviously, I would love to and you meet John. To get wet, and then, and then he goes, "No, you know, you don't understand. Like, John's really afraid of little people." Fucking Saget. So I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun." Oh, we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, and I ran up when John wasn't looking, and I grabbed his leg and I started humping his leg. <laughs> oh my god! And to say Stamos freaked out is a mass what understatement. Was his, what was his face? Did he say something? Oh, I have a photo on my Instagram. It's somewhere. If you go through, it, it, it'll, it'll be about four or five years ago. So you, gotta, so, so you gotta scroll through a lot. But it's there. And it's of, because after the incident, uh, me, Bob, and uh, John all took a photo together. And you see the look on Stamos. He's still scared. Like he's, his eyes are dilated. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah. He's like, ah, ah, like, don't let it touch me. Like, it, it, it's there, it's there. Um, and then I got to do some work on the TV show uh, to tell the truth, and Saget was on it. And I can like, because so many people ask me about that story because I put it in my special. Right. They go, "Is that really true?" And so I asked Saget on my Instagram, like, "Can you just tell you, the story? Can you let these people know?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, it's true. I was there. I saw it all." Happened. It's exactly how it happened. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. There was no no exaggeration. And that's the thing is people are like, oh, Brad, how do you write your jokes? I don't. It's, it's just life, funny I mean, shit. life is drawn to you. Yeah. Experiences are drawn to you. What's, mean, like, what's like one of the most absurd thing that's happened to you? Like whether it was with a fan, oh, comedian or something. So the most absurd thing, this was the very first joke I ever wrote. And I wrote is me, me just telling the story. Right. Lived it and, and, and yeah. told it. Where a guy, I, 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 I was doing a theater tour 
my high school the- the- theater class got to go to London to do some shows. Hashtag white privilege. Yeah, where'd and, you go to school? Uh, <laughs> Where the hell did you go to school? Uh, I, went, I, I went to school in Orange County, California. Public school, but Hello. we're doing all right. Yeah, but in California, they understand the arts. They we're understand doing, the need for the arts. We're doing all right. Yeah. So we went over there, and this guy saw me come out of an elevator and uh, I'm going to do a very culturally insensitive <laughs> voice, but it's how he talked. Um, and I, be- I think you can do a culturally I believe, voice. I believe he was Sikh because he had the turban. I believe he was Sikh. Uh, but he, he yelled. He saw me come out of an elevator and just went, oh, my God, it's a demon. Get away from me, you little demon. And just yelled that out. Legit. Legit yelled that out. And, and I had friends that were with me. That then looked at me. The friends looked at me like, oh my God, is Brad okay? He was just called a fucking demon. And then I ran after the guy going like that and chased him out the hotel. That was the weirdest thing that happened to me. And it's the first joke I ever wrote. And, and every now and then I still, I still bring it up on stage. Just to be like, wow, first joke I ever wrote. Still funny. In, like, in, like, what a fucking... That's a, an experience that's so specific yeah. to someone like Who you. else has been called a demon? Well, <laughs> ask a couple of my ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've definitely looked ask like a their, demon. Ask their penises. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. My head just starts spinning on a swivel. <laughs> I, is, like, I call my dick the king slayer. No, uh... <laughs> Do you feel like, because, you know, people always ask me, like, being a woman in this industry. Being been, a woman. Has it, has it been a, a crutch or... Being... Has it been a curse? Having a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like because having you're a dwarf... Having tits. You've had <laughs> downfalls? Or? I mean, here's the thing. How has it worked against you? How has it not? Well, yeah, because that, that's the thing is people have asked me that, and I go, well, it's, it's both. It's both a good thing and a bad thing. How is it a bad thing? It's a bad thing because uh, people can't see me beyond just the dwarf jokes right like they can't see like they don't see me necessarily as as leading man right you know what i mean as a man with a broad yeah they're like well that's his thing point of view yeah but then it's great because unless you're jeff dunham no nobody forgets me yep like i'm very unless you're jeff unless you're jeff dunham and you're just surrounded by a little bit of a hollywood move on his part like i don't know who you are (laughs) i met you before what yeah uh but yeah uh nobody forgets me so once you meet me once and you see me once you're like yeah brad williams i've seen that guy yep even if you see other dwarves on the street you go is that brad williams oh shit no it's not (laughs) uh so that happens but so that so that's the advantage and it obviously there's some jokes that you can make off the bat, I mean, hell, my first, my my first two CDs and definitely my first special. The vast majority are dwarf jokes. I got like three hours from this shit, uh, and then the last two have been more broad right. and more about other things. Uh, but it, it, it's weird because, like, the I don't know, like when, when you read your YouTube comments, are if, I never if you do. good, I good. Rogan told, gave me that bit of advice. Don't do it. Don't ever read any comments. Yeah, because I see shit, and the one critique I get pretty often is like, oh, let me guess, it's going to talk about being a dwarf. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because Absolutely. I'm, I'm reminded about that 
every day of my fucking life. Right, and to make you fuckers stop making such a big deal out of it. Yeah, I have to talk about it. Every time I do an interview, every interview I do, like, it's like Katie thing. He's a dwarf. Like, it's it's line one. It's line one. It's right here. It's line one. See, it's right there. Yeah. Like, Brad Brad is a dwarf. dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you took the time to write that. Such a bitch. She's so great, though. And and you know... After she wrote that word, she went, nailed it. Yeah. Like, thought to herself. No, she did. <laughs> so, like, yes, uh, that is gonna, it's always going to be a part of my act. Now, will it be my entire hour? No. I'm going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. Uh, in fact, if you go through my act, there's, like, there's life moments that have happened to me on each one of my specials that, that like, I do some dwarf jokes up top because, hey, let's address it. Yeah, why not? And then I go, and that... I, I go on that life moment, and right. then that dictates the rest of the special. So, yeah, I'll always talk about other things, but I'll always also talk about being a dwarf because also I don't know how to write jokes from the perspective of a six foot two tall white guy. Yeah, like I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what that is. Yeah, how would you? It's yeah, a, it's first of all a visually different POV. Sure. And also, just the people life experiences. Like they're different. It, you, it, yeah, it's not like you know people look at a six foot tall white guy. And they don't have shit to say. They're not going to come at him yelling to him that he's a demon. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like Joel Osteen and you're a liberal. Ah, good reference. Yeah, thank you, thank you, I thank like you. that one. Joel Osteen. I think it's such a unique perspective that needs to be heard because it's such a unique voice in comedy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like specifically unique. Well, because when you tell, because like when you say like, oh, you're a fat guy, you can name off five fat guy comedians yes, or you oh, you're a lesbian, oh, you're whatever. Like dwarf, it's like, Ooh, me? I'm, I'm like ooh. Yeah, there's <laughs> me. There's Tanya Lee Davis who mostly tours in Europe. There's Nick Novicki that doesn't do stand up as much. He's he, he's mostly doing acting. And then there's a couple other dwarf comics scattered throughout the country. Like, and when I say a couple, I mean like literally two. like two or three. Yeah, like literally like two or three that are like host feature act level. And then that's it. Who's the most famous dwarf? Oh, Tinklage. Come yeah, on. God. Come he's, on. He's so he's on the fucking Mount talented, dude. I know, and I hate him. Him at that. that <laughs> <laughs> I hate him for Do that. You hate yeah, for that reason. <laughs> Not because he's I'm a like. sexy man. I, and I also hate him for that. Uh, <laughs> I, like, and if, if, if Dinklage ever hears that I hate him, just know. Peter, it's because of all your good qualities. Yeah, it is. I hate you because you're sexy, because <laughs> yeah. you're talented, because you've been able to turn down roles that that are all about dwarfism. You're like, fuck that, not doing it, and he and, and, and he doesn't. Good for you. I yeah. mean, all of you. That's why I hate you. I'm, I need you. Like, I have that illusion that if, uh, God forbid, uh, Dinklage got hit by a bus, that they <laughs> or let's be honest, Mini Cooper and. <laughs> That they that they that they would just stop everything and be like, well, we need another one. Who's up next? And then just like, Brad. Oh, that that one. Like that. Like it's a fantasy that's just in the back of your mind. Yeah, that's that's the that's the illusion. And for anyone who's uh, in, in in comedy, I I do want to stress this. Whatever your thing is, if if there's another person that does that thing, don't think that just because if they go down, you're the next one up. Yeah. That's it's not, how, not it how it works. It's not. There's literally even there's there's lanes for everybody. Yeah, there you really have is. to still be good. He was That's so the only good way. In Station Agent. Did you ever see Station Agent? Of course. Oh, God, that movie's so good. I'm required to. <laughs> Do you see every movie he's in? Yes. You support all of it. It's good. Me not seeing a Dinklage movie would be like you 
avoiding not, not, a film that was called the Jessime story. Like you're like, yeah, I think I think I have like yeah. j- here's a story of a girl named Jessime from Syracuse. And you're like, pass. Nah, not gonna watch yeah, it. Yeah, no, of course you would watch it. Yeah, I I I have to watch all dwarf related media just because I have to know like what are people talking about? Like what's gonna happen. Sometimes I hear about see now see now I have to now there's this other dwarf that I have to know about. He's oh, we're like, gonna take him down. Who is it? We're gonna he, take him down. He's like a he's like a viral comedian. He makes like he he makes funny videos. Um, what the oh uh, dwarf mamba, dwarf mamba. Have it, you heard of dwarf mamba? He's like an Instagram, and he does he does really funny shit. Like he does this thing where he goes, <laughs> he's like having a pool party, and he, and and he yells cannonball, and he jumps, and then when he la- and, then, and and then when he hits the water, <laughs> it's the sound of a droplet. And and and, and, and it's just and, like a flip. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like there's like that. No, there's no splash. Yeah, and and he's just doing the cannonball, and it's it's brilliant. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's really funny. That's really. And funny. And I love this dude, but like I have to be aware of what he's doing now because it's like, oh, what's what's yep, you do. What's his deal? Just so I don't do like similar shit or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and also just to know like what what you know is going on but, out there. So now here's a cool moment because remember how I said um, uh, how I was discovered by Mencia? I, yes. I, I I was in the audience. So this is about three months ago. Three months ago, I'm on stage at the Houston Improv, and I look out in, in the audience, and there's a dwarf in the audience. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm going to have some fun with you. Does it happen often? Not, not very often. Not a lot of dwarfs come to my shows. But uh, when, when, when they do, assholes. yeah. Where the hell are you? Fucking Joe Coy can sell out like three yeah. stadiums All full of Filipinos. Filipinos Where are the fucking Filipino dwarfs? Come on. Are you going to Joe Coy? Or you're going to go see Brad. Show. What the fuck? Love. So I see him in the audience. <laughs> And I start fucking with him throughout the show, and, and and he's got a great sense of humor, and he has a couple of zingers that he comes and hits me back with, and I'm like, wow, this guy's really funny. And uh, I I stop during during the show, I go, hey man, just curious, like, wh- what do you do for a living? And he goes, I'm a comedian. Oh shit. I go, oh, you're a comic. And he's like, yeah. I go, this is right near the end of my set. I go, all right, come up here. Let's see what you got. Let's bro. see what you got. I go, I'll I'll give you five minutes. And he goes, all right. And he he walks up. I handed him the microphone. I walk down and I just sit and I and I and I watch him. He does five minutes of stand up, gets a standing ovation. Shut the fuck fucking up. crushes it. And then the club like comes and talks to him afterward, like, hey, so uh, why aren't you doing our room more? And, blah, blah, blah. and now he's getting booked more at the Houston Improv because of this night. So it's it's sort of come full circle. He, his name it, it's it's gonna sound like I'm making his name up, oh, but th- this is his shorty, actual name. Shorty little person. Not far <laughs> off. <laughs> His Shorty McNugget. That's no, his name. No. Uh, no. No, no, that's not his name. I almost His died. legal name. His legal name I'm not ready for it. is Clinton Shorter. Shorter is his last name. No. That's his legal on his, name. On his, on his license, I saw it. He should just go with Shorter. Right? <laughs> Cut off the fucking Clinton part. Oh, that how? That presidential. Oh, my God. And then, and then you just think to yourself, why, why did your parents have kids? They knew what was going <laughs> to happen. Knew. They, they knew. knew. Like it. Like if my last name was, uh, I'm trying to think of something that is offensive but not too offensive. If, if my last name we was did. Amputee McAids, I I would not have a kid. Now, funny you should say that because Amputee McAids, <laughs> that's what he would come out like. Amputee McAids, which also See, I was they have to a think show. Something. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Show at the office. Yeah, they have a live here. podcast this year. They're here. They're doing a live podcast. Amputee McAids. Yeah. <laughs> Clinton Shorter, uh, he's really funny. And, That's wild um, that full circle happened. Yeah, and now he's doing he he's getting a lot of work like around Texas, and he's really funny. And 
I so want to one day just do a tour with them and then just have like the dwarf tour. Like we go around in like a VW bug and we have bunk beds. And you've got in the like back. a little French bulldog with you. Oh, of course. Everything's little. Everything. Trial size Kit Kats. Oh, always. And like the little teeny, you know, like the little nail files they give you yeah. in hotels. Just a little and file. And those little, and those liquor bottles when you go on a plane. Planers. Yeah. That's the, you Shots. guys only get drunk off of planers. But we have to drink the bottle with two hands. Yes. <laughs> and you only get to eat sliders. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. What would you call the tour? Oh my God. Half off. <laughs> um, I was at a restaurant. I was I, I, I was on a date with my wife, and this this particular restaurant had like these like they're known for their sliders. That's what they told us. They're like we're known for our sliders, and I was like, okay. And they had this slider flight where where they give you like three sliders. They're all different. They're yeah. all incredible. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try. I'll I'll take that. That's yeah. that's your specialty. The sliders come out. I pick up the slider with two hands, and I see someone staring at me, going, "Of course." Of course, and that and that guy. You it, pick up the slider. Yeah, two hands. two hands, and the guy's just looking at me, and you know what he's thinking? He's like, "I knew it!" Like he, like, like he's just like, "Oh, I was laughing so hard because I'm like, there are certain things I just can't do." <laughs> I think you're a bigger man. Yeah, for knowing that, arguably, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. You like are. <laughs> there, there, there's just that thing where like, whatever your thing is. Like there are certain things that if you get caught doing that, you're kind of humiliated. And you're just like, ah! yeah. Like if, if you're Asian and you get into a car wreck and you walk outside and you're staring at your car, like you know that people are just driving by going figures. <laughs> yeah. Like you <laughs> know you, that they can't drive. You know yes, that, you do. and that's gotta suck because <laughs> we all get in car accidents. It's happened. Yeah. You, you know, know, you never look at the person when it's a white person and go, I knew. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, poor guy. Fucking hey. But no, you see like a Chinese woman staring at her car. You're like, <laughs> you brought this on yourself. She should have known better. You're like, really? It, so like, and there's certain things as a dwarf that I cannot do. One apparently is eat sliders. <laughs> I can never buy a box of Lucky Charms with a straight face. <laughs> you can't. You, can't. <laughs> you just can't do it. Like, What's the third thing? Oh, my God. Uh, thing, things that I can't do. Uh, what I, you can't do as a Oh, I can't. I can't. I can never take my kid to see a mall Santa. <laughs> I can never do that. Brad, this is a really funny premise. I'm writing things this whole bit. A, it should be yeah. a coffee table book. Yeah, things I can't do as a dwarf. Yes. I mean, and you're like, oh, things you can't do as a dwarf, like dunk. No, no, no. <laughs> Not like dunk. Like bring them to the amusement parks for rides. Yeah. It's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> can't do that shit. But what you, know? you can do is you can pay it forward, and you did for another comedian. Yeah, That's which is really cool. cool. So uh, it, 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 all, awesome. all your Sharp Tongue podcast listeners, I, I hope they go and they uh, find Clinton Shorter. It's, 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 I mean, it's hard to find them. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta look. yeah, you gotta you look. Gotta really, you gotta, you, know, like, lo- you gotta look low. Turn, turn under some stumps. You turn know, on, <laughs> put some lights on. Well, speaking of finding, where can my people find you? You can find me on uh, <laughs> on the World Wide Web's. Uh, go, go to bradwilliamscomedy.com. There are links to all my Instagram, my Twitter. My Twitter's at funny brad. Instagram is uh, at bradwilliamscomic and uh, it, specials. Yeah, special. I have a special on Netflix called The Degenerates. Um, there's uh, there's six comics that do a, ha- a half hour. Dirty, filthy, offensive comedy. It's wonderful. Right up my alley. Um, and then, yeah, I have two other specials called Fun Size and Daddy Issues <laughs> that are streaming right now on Amazon Prime. So you, if you That's have Amazon awesome. Prime, watch that. Yep. And uh, there, uh, podcasts. Or, 
podcast, the About Last Night podcast. You've been a guest on the podcast. We've had some amazing guests on the podcast. One day we'll have Stamos, and we will FaceTime you when he's there. He knows not to have we, me in public because he fears uh, violence. He yeah, fears... we won't tell you when. <laughs> It'll we'll, be the day we'll, after. We'll look on your tour schedule. You'll be like, okay, <laughs> she's in New York. It's We're safe. good. She is in Australia. She can't, yeah. We'll she can't have- make it here by the end of the podcast because if it's Vegas, you're like, no, no, I'm hopping on a Southwest flight oh, right no, now. It's an hour flight. Yeah, you're good. I will grab a, a, a flock of seagull and take <laughs> myself to their necks. I love you, Brad. You're yeah. fucking hilarious. Love you. Uh, I, I I love that we did this podcast in another in, in another country. Yeah, we're in another country. That's fantastic. That we're sharing a producer. Weed weed is legal here in Montreal. Absolutely. Just letting you uh, you know. I've that. been high every day with Big J. I. Oh. He's I know. the best. And I just want to get high and watch you two hold the hands walk down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Things you can't say to a dwarf. <laughs> uh, now I want to go do that. Let's go find Big J and do that. Let's go get him. Let me tell you about my best friend. Okay, bye. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.